0: Hi, this is the Digging Deep Podcast, Life Talk with Doug and Tina. I am Tina and my husband is Doug. Our podcast is dedicated to highlighting various biblical topics. Well, hi, Doug. Hola, Tina. So today is a special podcast episode because tomorrow is...
1: Happy Resurrection Sunday!
0: Resurrection Sunday. And what are we going to talk about
1: We're going to talk about a little on Jesus' sufferings, but more so, what do his followers suffer?
0: I love that topic.
1: You know, and I would probably put it clearer. What does Jesus want, want his followers to suffer versus what will his followers suffer? Do you catch that difference?
0: I do catch that difference.
1: Can I let's jump off with one scripture that kind of stuck me in in, in, in the head.
0: Let's go for it.
1: It was a, a request that Paul uh, gave to, I guess, some people that were praying for, <laughs> and it's from Second Thessalonians chapter three, verses one through three, and it, and it, it captured me when it says, "As for other matters, brothers and sisters, pray for us." That the message of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honored. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Just as it was with you. And pray that we may be delivered from wicked and evil people. Wow. For not everyone has faith.
0: So he's equating not having faith with wicked and evil people.
1: Yeah, and it's the fact that he's asking to be delivered from these people. Okay, And I'll get to you my next scripture and then and I'll tell you where I'm headed. It says, but the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen us and he will protect us from the evil one. And I like that. It kind of reminds me of the Lord prayer when he told us to pray, Lord, deliver us from the evil one for yours is the kingdom. That, that is a prayer that Jesus asked us to pray. You know, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. But this one... Paul is asking to be delivered from wicked and evil people. And here was a a scripture, and we talk about Jesus' suffering. I guess let's start there. Jesus suffered a lot. And I think most Christians understand that he suffered because of our sin. Right. Right. And we realize that he had to go on the cross. He was... The quote-unquote Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, as John the Baptist said. So therefore, his sacrifice for our sins was complete. So he got beaten, whipped, tortured, crucified, the whole deal. It's horrific. And I think the question I have when Jesus tells us, you know, for those who follow him, they need to die, you Deny yourselves, take up your cross daily and follow me. What does that mean? It, it does seem to allude to maybe I'm going to suffer like Jesus did. Yeah. Because it says take up your cross daily and follow me. Sure. But even in that, you're like, well, if I suffer like Jesus did and he died, well, then I won't be taking up my cross the next day because I'll be dead. So this daily cross living, is it literal or metaphorical? good question you know is it a denying of my will you know like what jesus prayed in the garden lord not my will but yours be done i that's what i believe it means but let's dig right
0: yeah
1: let's do that let's dig so there is a uh, popular scripture that talks about kind of some of the things that paul went through and that's um 2 Corinthians 6, 1-10. through 10. And I'll read it. It says, We then as workers together with him also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, In an acceptable time I have heard you and in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. And this is the key part. It says, We give no offense in anything that our ministry may not be blamed but in all things we commend ourselves as ministers of God in much patience, in tribulations, in needs, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in sleeplessness, and fastings, by purity, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, by sincere love, by the word of truth, by the power of God. By the armor of righteousness on the hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor. It says, as unknown yet well known, as dying and behold we live, as chastened yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing yet possessing all things. And it just seems like it's one big poetic um, Wrap up of his life, almost like the ups and downs of life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. And as he says, he's learned to be content in all things. I don't know where that scripture is. He's learned to be bound, Paul. Yeah. You know, he's. I can be doing extremely well. I could be not doing so well, but I've learned to be content in either situation. So it sounds again here, he's given us like a, a, positive, not a positive, a godly way to view life. Sure. There's yeah. ups and downs. Yeah,
0: that makes
1: sense. And um, in this other scripture, it says, it talks, it says that the heading is called the suffering for Christ. It says, Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. This is 2 Corinthians 11, verses 22 through 33. And I'll continue, verse 23. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool, I am more. In labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequently, in deaths often. From the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes being whipped. That's what stripes mean. Three times I've been beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I've been in the deep. In journeys often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen. "...in perils of the Gentiles, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brothers, in weariness and toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, fastings often, cold and nakedness, besides these other things, what comes upon me daily, the deep concern of the churches." And so then he he goes on and says, if I'm going to boast, I'm going to boast in those things that concern my weakness." And the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is blessed forever, knows that I'm not lying. And all that you kind of you get this picture, like, "Gosh, Paul, Lord, good goodness gracious, I'm sorry for you." <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Uh, I I don't think I'm gonna ever get beaten b- with rods or stripes or. Do you know what I mean? It's just this whole uh, sleeplessness, often, but. But I do know there are places in the world, not like the United States, where currently we have the ability to meet freely, where this could be very real. Sure. Do you know what I mean? And we know that things are horrific, like maybe in the Middle East and China. Sure. We know stuff like this is going on. But at the very end, verse 32, after all this, you know, kind of like you feel like he's saying, hey, I made it through.
0: Yeah.
1: In Damascus, the governor, under Aretas, I think that's the name of the king, was guarding the city of, De, of the Damascus with a garrison, desiring to arrest me. I was like, okay, yeah, 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 I got it. But I was let down in a basket through a window in the wall and escaped from his hands. And that's the end of the verse.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay, that's
1: good. So that, that kind of, you know, it kind of... Th- Sends me back to that scripture from 2 Thessalonians. I pray that we may be delivered from wicked and evil okay. people.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Right? Yeah. And so then I, I began to the, the ponder that list where he talks about shipwrecks and beatings. Yes. And I found this scripture. It's in Acts chapter 16 where Paul is um, getting beaten. He got arrested. I guess in Rome, and he said, they have beaten us openly and uncondemned Romans, and they've thrown us into prison. Now, do they put us out secretly? No, indeed, let themselves get us out. And so then the officers told these words to the magistrates, and they were afraid when they heard that they were Romans. So they came and pleaded with them and brought them out and asked them to depart from the city. And Paul let the jailers know that they were being beaten unjustly. Paul let the jailers know they were being beaten unjustly. Paul being aware that this wasn't right. Right,
0: yeah.
1: He let the jailers know that. The people his capital, he let them know that.
0: That's, yeah.
1: They were Roman citizens and they were beaten and jailed without due process. You see that? Yeah. It's like, whoa. Paul let them know and as soon as he let them know, they stopped beating them. Interesting. And so then, that was Acts sixteen. Then in Acts twenty-two, what chapter is this? Acts chapter twenty-two. Oh, chapter twenty-two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Verses twenty-four through twenty-nine it says the commander ordered him to be brought into the barracks and said that he should be examined under meaning be beaten, and so that he might now he might know why they shouted so much against him. And as they bound him with thongs, Paul said to the centurion who stood by. Is it lawful for you to scourge a man who is a Roman and uncondemned? And when the centurion heard that, he went and told the commander and said, Take care of what you do, for this man is a Roman. And then the commander came and said, Tell me, are you a Roman? And he said, Yes. And the commander answered, With a large sum I, I obtained this citizenship. And Paul said, But I was born a citizen. Then immediately those who were about to examine him withdrew from him and the commander also was afraid that he was found out to be a rose because they had bound him. So now Paul didn't get his beating. Right. Because he told him he, he was a Roman. Right. And I, and you have to think now it seemed from that long list that Paul was happy to be beaten. Kind of. This is kind of the thing you go through if you're yeah. If you're a Christian... That he would expect
0: it's going to happen all the time and there's nothing yeah, this, you can do about it. Yeah,
1: like, this, it's, it's it's just the way of the life of Christians.
0: Right.
1: Where now we're actually seeing that Paul actually stood up for himself. Yes. He, he knew this wasn't right. Yeah. He didn't do anything wrong. Right. And so he stood up for himself. And that really sh- kind of sheds a whole new light on clearly... God didn't want him to get beaten. And I, what I'm trying to address is this thing where people are, I guess, starting to rejoice in the suffering that they get because they're a Christian.
0: That type of persecution just for yes. living and being a
1: Christian and doing... It's almost it's a badge of honor.
0: I understand what you're saying.
1: And I totally get you may live in a place that disrespects Christianity and you may be getting hurt for it. Yes. But I don't want anyone to think God wanted that to happen. Sure. Because he just stopped himself from getting beaten.
0: Yes. And he, as you referenced, had prayed to be delivered from evil and wicked men.
1: Exactly. Like, this is it. Yes. Like And it looks seems to me that God must have told him. Yes. Hey, tell him you're Roman.
0: Sure. Right. <laughs> I mean, I like that because when he prayed to God, he's praying to a God that he knows will honor this prayer. Deliver me from wicked and evil men. So that tells us God just doesn't want us to take it or take anything from evil and wicked human beings.
1: Yeah. He he even says, he knew the people were looking for me and they let me down on the window. I escaped.
0: Yes, that's true. So
1: he must have, you know, somebody must have said, I don't think you want to be captured. Right.
0: He wasn't content just to be in bonds. Yes. He was looking for a way of escape. He was
1: looking for ways to not suffer. Yes.
0: That's in true.
1: that way. Sure. Just like the whole shipwreck story. I mean, I, I wish I could find it in Acts as well. He was about, he was being shipped across. Mm-hmm. And he was in a, a prisoner. And God told him, tell the captain of the ship, there's going to be a great storm. Don't go. Right. So he told him. And the yeah. captain of the ship conferred with his other men. It's like, you know, we're going to lose a lot of money if we don't do this. I think, let's just do it. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, here comes the storm.
0: Yeah,
1: They think they're going to all die. Paul prays through the night. They get rescued. But there again, again, how did Paul know there was going to be a storm that was going to harm him? Because God told him. Right. And so why did Paul tell the captain?
0: Because he didn't want to get involved in that storm. (laughs)
1: Exactly. (laughs) Paul was in that storm because the ungodly captain didn't listen to him.
0: Yeah.
1: He could have saved all, he lost all that stuff. Mm -hmm. They threw stuff overboard. It was a mess. They nearly lost their lives. They barely survived. And God saved them.
0: Right. But
1: he didn't have to go through that.
0: So it's kind of like you're trying to help us rightly dis- discern or divide our perspective. Yes. about situations that yes. come up and not just be assume that
1: oh God God, will, God is- wants me here.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No. Uh, it, it could be an evil person or a bad guy. You know, you might be suffering because your your husband and wife are mean, your boss is mean, your it doesn't mean god wants that yes in fact you can feel free to pray yes like paul lord deliver us yes and that kind of reminds us the psalm 91 right where it says i will be with you in trouble right but the next sentence is i will deliver, deliver you. you
0: right
1: i will honor you with long life i will satisfy you see what i mean yes many are the afflictions of the righteous but the lord
0: delivers them up from us delivers us. us from them all right that's right you know, so many
1: other afflictions, yes, but should be and many other deliverances. Well, but we leave out the second part.
0: Yeah, your point bringing up these particular verses in Psalm 91 really show us that we can't take one line and run. And run? And run with it and settle it with that, you know, as far as he will be with you in trouble. We can't put a period after that.
1: That's very true, though, but it's a truth. He will be with you. Oh, in
0: he trouble. will. But as far as knowing his intent,
1: yes, and why is that? we need
0: to look at what does the next line say. He wants to deliver us from trouble.
1: Exactly. So, so this leads me back to another scripture that I was pondering this week, and it's the it's it's the woman. uh, Jesus tells the parable of the persistent widow. Yes. It's it's a parable about prayer. Yes. Right. And I'll, I'll read it, Luke eighteen one through 8. It says, Then he spoke a parable to them, and the men always ought to pray and not lose heart. I love that. The parable is about that men ought always to pray and not lose, and heart. Not lose heart. Not
0: give up, not get hopeless.
1: See, the not lose heart means there must be something that could cause you to lose heart.
0: Yeah.
1: And so we're going to find it out, because he says, There was a certain city, a judge, Who did not fear God or regard men. You care less about God or man. Mm -hmm. He's a judge. Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, Get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, I love that. He's very self aware. Yet because this widow troubles me, she's a pest. I will avenge her lest by her continual coming. She's gonna weary me.
0: Right.
1: So this wicked judge is basically saying, "I'm just gonna give her what I wants because she's a pest." Yeah. And yeah. He, and he's he's not a good dude. Right. But this pest, I'm gonna give her what I want because she's just a pest. That's, I want her to go that's away. Bare minimum. Yes. And then the Lord says, "Hear what the unjust judge said." we just went over that. Yes. Shall not God avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him though he bears with them long? He says, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Now, when I read that, I tell him he will avenge them speedily, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I've been praying some avengeful prayers, Lord, and this ain't speedy. My, your speedy and my speedy must be two different things going on, right?
0: Yeah.
1: So I, I circle back to that first statement men are always to pray and not lose heart. I can tell I've lost heart oh. in some of my prayers.
0: That's really good.
1: That's good. But are you ready for the next line? Because you know, sometimes Jesus does the rope a dope. He's winding one fist up <laughs> in the boxing term. Yes. And then he punches me in the nose with the next one. Cause I got him. I was like, he ain't moving speedily. And then he says, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith, faith the on earth. the earth? Mm. So now he just punched it back to me and said,
0: Where's your faith?
1: Where's your faith? What if your prayers are connected to your faith? Wow. Basically, your faith in him. Yes. I've lost heart in my. Thinking he's going to actually come through for me.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: Because of time.
0: Right. And, and in other words, you're saying that time causes you to stop believing he wants or he will. Yes. Um, Both. Answer. Yes. Your petitions. Yes. Like the woman who kept coming to the judge.
1: Yes. Yeah. I have more faith in an unjust judge than I do in God.
0: Because time, we're waiting, and we're waiting, we're yes. not seeing, and we're then making a judgment call on God.
1: If you're going to put it in those terms, yes. Okay. I make an exact judgment call on God. Okay. And, and you know, the scripture, you know, we, we talk about, you know, I want to please God, I want to please God, I just want to live my life, I want to please God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it says, for without faith, it's impossible to please God.
0: And let's explain what faith is, again, we have to be able to see... What we
1: can't see. Yeah. Faith is the substance of the things that we're expecting to happen. Right. Yeah, you know, That's what it says, the hope, biblical hope, yes. the earnest expectation of something good. Right. That's what the yes. biblical hope is, yes. an earnest expectation. So the only way you can expect something if it's on God's promise. Yes. If he hasn't said it, then there's no need for you to mm-hmm. be expecting mm-hmm. what he hasn't promised. Yeah. So my faith is the substance of a promise. Do I believe he's going to do what he promised?
0: Sure. Yeah. Right? Right.
1: And so he says that type of faith pleases God. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And so I see the time is running out, so I'm going to go.
0: Can I say something real yes, quick? Please, I think please. the thing that I like about what you just said is as far as the, the wicked judge and yeah. the woman, well, see, God's not wicked.
1: Exactly. He's
0: just. Yeah. And so because he is just and he's for us and not against us, and he tells us in so many scriptures that he will be with us and he will deliver us, then we should be able to hold on to faith and believe that he is working on it.
1: Yes! Yeah. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you even read the Joseph story in the Old Testament, this yes. was a story God yes. had given him the promise he was going to be great. Right. But then his brothers sold him into slavery. Yeah. God didn't do that. Right. And then he goes to Potiphar's house, he excels in Potiphar's house, and then the wife lies on him, and he yes. gets thrown in jail. Yeah. God didn't do that. Yeah. You see what I mean? All yeah. these things. This, I can see Paul's prayer. Deliver me from wicked men.
0: Yeah.
1: In this case, wicked women, Potiphar's wife, whatever. Yeah. But uh, you can see, but he delivered. <coughs> Many were the afflictions of Joseph, but the Lord delivered him out of the all oh, till he got to where, to where he, he wanted to him to be. Yeah. And from that point on, you don't hear anymore. more of this wickedness happening. He was the ruler with
0: Pharaoh.
1: Yeah. I feel like God is saying it's like with Daniel. Yeah. You might go through trials to get to where you want, but it doesn't mean it's going to keep happening. Right. And I feel like you can have this expectation of bad things happening. Like an earnest expectation I have of a, bad things yes. happening all the time. Versus, if they do happen, I know he's going to get me out.
0: Yes. That's good.
1: That's and it good. may or may, it could be quickly like, Peter in jail when the angel, or it could take a little time like Joseph. Right. But either way, you have to believe mm-hmm. yeah. that he's going to do it. And, and it kind of, I guess if i had to wrap it up. If i had to read the James script. He says, Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. James mm-hmm. chapter 1. Mm-hmm. It says, Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Let patience have its perfect work that ye may be complete or mature, lacking nothing. Right, yeah, and if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to everyone freely and without reproach, and he'll give it to him, but let him ask in faith nothing doubting yeah for he who yeah. doubts is like a wave tossed like the wind and driven by the sea, let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord.
0: Mm can't be topsy-turvy.
1: Because a double-minded man is unstable and it's always his way. But that's really where I feel like God is telling me, mm-hmm. I need to stop being so unstable. Mm-hmm. Do I trust him or not? Right. And, you know, you know Abraham's promise took 25 years.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. He says he grew strong in faith, giving glory to God. Mm-hmm. So as each day went by, he didn't go, oh, no, where yeah. is it? He's like, oh boy, one day closer.
0: We should look at it like each day is an opportunity to exercise our faith muscle.
1: Yes. And in whom? It's not really our faith in our faith. It's our faith in in the one we believe is going to answer.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's the focus. That's good. That's good. Awesome. I love that. Well,
1: we've gone a whole journey, haven't we? We
0: have. We've (laughs) arrived at the end. And so can you just... End and pray, you know, obviously with this um, holy week that is almost over, the culmination and um, just a lot of expectation and a lot of people have been pouring in a lot of prayers and can you just pray into
1: that? I would love to. Father, we are first so grateful that you sent your son for us or else we'd be doomed, period. And we know... As humans, we deserve the suffering Jesus took. We actually deserve it. He never sinned. We did. We were the cause of his punishment. But he said, no, I'll take their place. And so we are grateful for that. And we desire, Lord, for those of us who are are waiting in prayer for you that we need to know you're faithful. You came through for us with Jesus. You'll come through for all that we need. Bottom line is, do we believe what we're praying for is your will? It's from your heart. It lines up with what you, your heart is for mankind. Then we can expect it's going to happen. And Yes, it may take some time. But I do pray also you deliver us from a mentality to expect bad things to happen. Lord, we pray that you deliver us from evil men.
0: Yes, Lord.
1: We would escape because you need us around. You don't need us dead. You need us healthy. You don't need us sick. You need us well so that we can share your gospel, your goodness with the world. So encourage us, like Jesus said, that we should always pay and pray and not lose heart. So I pray, strengthen hearts, Lord God. Yes. Strengthen hearts right now that we can hang on another day and help us become more true and complete with patience. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.